Welcome to the Crack House Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Broom, with all me with, with me all mother bitch. Uh, with, with me always, Jack Galvin. Jack, how are you? I'm I'm great. We're a little rusty, I think. It's we been, are very rusty. It's been eight months since uh we've sat down and talked about something other than we haven't really talked. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> Jack Allen's been on the road with uh, Big Irish Jay Hollingsworth and just traveling around. And in his travels, he found our guest tonight. Oh, my uh, gosh. I did. Which we'll get back to. But we are actually live at the San Diego Comedy Festival at the Comedy Palace right now. Yep. Uh, with us, as always, too, is uh, producer Buck. Hey, hey, I'm Buck the producer. Newman. Yeah. Buck, the producer, our support. Oh, yeah. Our I don't even have to touch anything this time. We got. Wild Bill Laskowski over there running Wild all Bell. the knobs and such. Yes, yeah, so if it's a little tinty, it's Bill's fault. <laughs> yeah, good old heavy dick Laskowski. That's what they call him back home. <laughs> heavy, heavy tits Laskowski. He was heavy tits Laskowski, but, you know, I've met his friends from childhood. They call him heavy dick. All right, let's talk to why. people that have microphones and are <laughs> <laughs> special guests from the great north, Susan Thompson. Susan Thompson. Hey, everybody. Uh, for, actually, talk in the microphone, please. Thanks Susan. for having me. Oh, he's already schooling me. What an asshole. Yeah, we'll get him. We were oh, so we were so glad to have you. We picked you out of all the audience members at this right now, and we're like, we're gonna go with Susan Thompson. Susan Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> War of attrition. I won. This is a live broadcast, and uh, I don't know if we're videoing it, but we have 357 people. I think is our final count in our audience. Mm -hmm. Everybody say hello, hello, hello. Yeah, maybe we should um, tell them you can sit down. You're welcome to sit. <laughs> our mics are our, we, we can't our, down. our mics no are so dialed in that they don't even pick up any noise other than just our voices. Yeah, well, so. yeah, that's because Bill is awesome. He's Sound. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Susan. Uh-oh. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? So great. Here, so here, <laughs> let's, let's, let's give a little backstory. So I went to Canada. I went to British Columbia, Canada. Did two weekends of Big Irish Jay. First weekend went very well in uh, Prince George. Very small town. Really tough. P people there told me the most dangerous place in Canada, which... Uh, was shocking because I thought just Canada was great everywhere. That's what we are told <laughs> in America, that uh, people up north are just nicer than us and they're better than us. So I was ready. And then right when I got there, the people in Canada shot me down <laughs> hard. It sounds about right. Yeah. And then we went to New Westminster, which is uh, right outside of Vancouver. Yep. At Laugh Lines, which you used to uh, book that, correct? I did, yeah. I, uh, I was... Uh comic for a number of years and then that was my home club so when they needed a new uh, manager and booker I kind of put my name in and put my resume in. Well and it kind of worked out too when we were there because the person that is running it now was on vacation. Yes. And then you kind of just jumped right in and kind of took charge of the whole weekend. Uh, yeah That's jumped so. in sure. I, I just I didn't want to see yeah I didn't want to see it uh, be a rough weekend so um, I was really excited that you guys are coming to town and I love that club and I'd, I'd like to see it get bigger so it was uh, the fact that they still call me. It was awesome. I love going in there. So, and we got to spend a lot more time together. Unfortunately, because I fell ill. Oh yeah. On that stretch of the trip, I felt so bad for you. Well, you almost didn't let me go on stage the nope. first night because you said I was so white. Well, it was and selfish. Pale. I more or less wanted the spot. You just so. wanted the spot. We <laughs> still got to do a spot. I'd be like, she's sick. Did, Can I have a spot? <laughs> she's like, you don't look good. I'm like, I feel fine. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you're sick. I'm. I'm he really you. didn't look good. No, you, <laughs> you took were care like of me. You, white. Took, you took me to the doctor the next day, urgent care. Then you took me to get my blood work, and then you made us an amazing home cooked meal the next night, which was the first <laughs> thing we've eaten that wasn't 
Ooh, fast what was, food. What was that one? It was chicken. We just did basic stuff. Oh, yeah. These okay. great little potatoes, corn. Yukon gold potatoes. That Caesar nice. salad. Yep. I mean, it was legit. Yeah. It was I great. love it. Anybody that comes to Canada, like, come to my place. I love to cook. I love baking. So I went to culinary school for a long time. So I love cooking. Oh, yeah. We got to go to your house and hang out. Oh, there. yeah. Road trip. So that's how I get popular. School, I'm like, I'll be there. I, I cook be for right everybody. There. I'm like, that's how I make myself look thin is I cook for my friends. They get fat and I look good. So. <laughs> By comparison. Yeah. <laughs> totally works. Ahead of the game. Now, uh, um... How much did that cost, by the way, Jack? Like, if you went and got blood work and all that other stuff, like, did you go in debt in Canada, or was it free because you were in Canada? (laughs) So I don't have insurance here in America. Me either. So I haven't been to the doctor in a hot minute, okay? Like, last I went to the doctor was when I passed my kidney stones. That was a couple years ago. Uh, And before that, it was even longer that I went to any kind of doctor. So I'm there, and I don't have a fever, but I'm, like, I'm sweating profusely, and I'm freezing constantly, and I can't sleep, and I'm not really eating, and I think I have an infection of some sorts, but I don't know. So I was like, well, let's take advantage of this, see if I can get some, some work done. Maybe say I'm a little sicker than I was to get a couple extra things done just to, just to get done, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I went to the urgent care, which cost 150 Canadian, which is around about like $17 here. $100 American, okay? And then... I go get blood work. I get six different blood tests done. That costs me uh, 300 Canadian. And you're paying all these bills? Or are you just collecting them? I, I paid them all. Oh, wow. <laughs> I paid them all. Those handle it different than I do. It's, it's well, really they, w- they wouldn't even let me get the blood work done unless I paid before I That's got it done. That's the rub. Yeah, they're like, yeah. give me the cash up front. Which is kind of like an animal hospital in America. If you go to an animal hospital, like when I took my dog to get work, they're like... Uh, this is what we think is going to cost, and if you want us to do it, then pay us real fast. Yeah. So I did that, and then I had a stool sample, and that cost like two hundred Canadian. Did they ask for that, or were you like, if I'm paying for all this up front, I'm like, leaving? I'm just going to no, give it I to had you. No, I had a stomach problem, so they wanted the, they wanted the stool sample, all of which <laughs> came back supposedly fine. Oh, good. So I'm questioning it a little bit because yeah. there's something something was wrong with me, and who knows? I feel better now. I mean, I'm a little under the weather now, but. It wasn't the, quite the same that I felt there. So were the doctors, they were like, the doctor you're was totally fine. The or were do- they well, like, yeah, we can't figure well, it out? Well, they didn't even call. Well, no, he just wanted to get the results. He's like, I'll call you with the results. Well, I never got a call, so I had to make multiple calls to get the results. And every time I'd call, the lady would be like, the doctor didn't put any notes down, so I think you're good. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I'm not good. No, new, no news is good news in Canada. If they don't call you, it's all good. But <laughs> those costs you play, those are just those are just administrative costs. Like, the basic of the medical was covered by us, the Canadians. So you're paying just the additional okay. service charge. So. so it was around about, like, 500 bucks for everything. Yeah. Which I don't think is too bad. I mean, I've definitely gone to Mexico and gone to Urgent Cares there before, and... Um, they're rough. Yeah. I don't know, $500 to say, no, you're fine when you're still sick. I don't know if that's a good deal or not. Well, I got, no, I feel better. I mean, I'm sick now, but I think it's just a little bit of a Did they like give exhaustion. you anything after your I test? Got, I got nothing. That was a little disappointing, Just being too. in the presence of a Canadian doctor was enough to resurrect you. I mean, I don't have HIV. Hey, that that's now, good, which is good. Plus, yeah. I, uh, I did do a pee sample, too, and that came back good. So do that. I thought I was having. I thought I was having withdrawals because I stopped smoking weed, and I thought for a minute I was like, maybe I 
up with yeah. draws, but I was like, this seems a little much for weed. <laughs> yeah, right? I didn't know I, I was like, I don't know. I just thought listening to all the stuff about tests and you looked pale as a ghost, I was like, wow, these American comics are attractive. <laughs> I'm like, this is... I'm like, tell me more about your stool sample. I am listening. Sure. This is amazing. I might be late for my set. I have to leave a stool sample. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though. Being in Canada, I saw a ton of great comics that I've never heard of, never seen, never come down to America. I mean, here's what it took for me to go to Canada and feature and host and make a little bit of money. Like, I got asked to go, I got my passport, and I went. (laughs) Yeah. That was it. Nothing else. And they were excited. But talking to the people in Canada, Susan, can you, like, go over what the process is to come over to America if you want to make money? Because I've heard about people uh-huh. getting banned for life. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't do it the right way. Exactly. So uh, anytime, if you're a Canadian form performer and you're trying to come into the States, um, even for an event like this, if you are getting any type of uh, information, if you're getting anything that's going to forward your career, they see that as payment. So you are required to have work permits to be here. So... Um, the process for us, if you want to be a performer down here, is uh, book the gigs, uh, get the gigs booked. It's best to get them about six months out, which works well if you're Canadian coming to the States. Um, once you get in, or once you have those confirmed dates, they want letters uh, from either the bookers or the clubs that, yes, you're confirmed to be there. And they will give you a work permit based on the number of shows you have booked. So they'll give you a work permit anywhere from one month to a year. Um, it's not crazy expensive, but you are required to have that. So if even to come here, I need a work permit because my hotel is paid for, so they consider that payment. Yeah. So if if you're if you want to stay down here a longer period of time, I think a lot of performers have trouble. It's it's going to cost about fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars, and it's a ton of paperwork to fill out. It takes a long time. You require a lawyer, um, and there's not a lot of lawyers in Canada that specialize in it. You so you need an American lawyer that's going to help you get into the states. Um, it's a long process, so extraordinary circumstance, which is your O one, can take anywhere from three to five years to be processed. Oh wow! Um, but if you're coming down for a work permit, like if you have, like what I've done is I'm going the sponsorship route. Like I I did get a job. I wasn't looking for the job, which is the icing on the cake. I lucked out. Um, so I I I didn't have to apply for the job. I have the job. So now I'm going through the process of filling out my. Uh, uh, like work visa papers. So work visa papers if can be fast-tracked and can take two to four weeks to go through, but to get all the information, there's like 10 criterion, and you need to requ- you're need required to fill at least three, but the more criterion you have, the better, the more likely your applications will go through. Yeah. But then I still need to have... I need financials from the company I'm working with. I need sponsorship papers filled out. I have to go now. I have to go to the unions and management company and get them to sign off saying, yes, there's no one else in the United States that can do this job. So we're giving her <laughs> our good grace that she can do this job. Um, so you, you do have to prove that you are somewhat extraordinary, that you have a specialty niche skill. So it's, it's not easy, but um, I think a lot of Canadian comics, if you, if you want to, if you want to be good and you want to get past that glass ceiling, you have to come into the United States. And I agree, hundred percent. So it's better to be American, is what you're saying. That's all I heard. Was it's much I better? I mean, it's just a different industry here. Like, there's a massive glass ceiling in Canada. Like, there's only so far you can go. And then watching a lot of comics beat their head against a wall trying to get recognition or get the work, and then um, it's so much easier for you guys to come into Canada. So. 
I think a lot of people seem to think that wherever they're from, they're like, oh, I'm entitled to this work. I'm from Canada. I'm like, no, you fucking, you're not entitled to that work. That, or otherwise, we would never have immigration in any of these countries. You go to the work. Yeah, sure. So I mean, it's you're not gonna completely easy for Americans. Though. Every comic no, I no. know has a DUI. And if you have a DUI, oh, you that's should trouble. go to it's trouble. It's trouble. If, yeah, if so you've got a DUI, I can't get you there. That's a problem. American comics are drinking and driving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying, I don't have a DUI. Too. And if I had to do all the stuff that she just told me I had to do to get into Canada to work those three weeks. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably not going to yeah, do it. That sounds like a really big barrier. No, well, well, it's hard. I mean, if you're a stand-up comic in Canada, I mean, and the wage hasn't changed in like 40 years, uh, there's not a lot of people that can afford to pay for that type of paperwork. So you're working to get your paperwork done, but then because you're concentrating on your work and paperwork, it's hard to get. It's hard to do your stage time. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's a delicate, long process. It's, I'd, it's worth it. I'd say it's worth it. It's got, well, definitely worth it because you guys have to travel so far to do another show. Yeah. I mean, the amount of driving that you guys have to do to get to a venue of importance or just even to another show of importance. It's a big country. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of landmass. Well, you guys were going through to Edmonton. Yes. And I remember saying to you guys, and Jay was like, oh, it'll be fine. It's a decent drive. I'm like, you guys know, like, the Coquihalla and towards getting into Edmonton, like it's still snowing in those oh, mountain yeah. passes. So you got to be prepared for that. And we were um, scared. It started snowing a few times yeah. and I was scared because that's where they filmed that, that trucker show. Yeah, oh yeah, I, sc I, sc I scared, scared them. I was like, do you know that show? I, what was it? Not Ice Road Truckers or Highway from Hell is the Coquihalla. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Jack was like, oh shit, is that the road we're going to be on? I'm like, sorry, man. I'm like, I'm trying not yeah. to scare you. There was no other way. I'm like, there's no way to sugarcoat it. I'm like, he's like, are we going to die? I'm like, Maybe. I so didn't say yes. I didn't say no. But it <laughs> What makes the road so scary? It's just really thin on the side of a mountain or something? Well, no, it's a mountain pass. So when you're it's going like seven from... seven hours of going through a mountain. Yeah. Like, so you're going time. from... You're yeah. going through the mountains of... Prettiest that driver are kind of atta attaching in to get into Edmonton and Alberta area. Like, it's absolutely gorgeous. And it's a, it is a beautiful ride if you can do it in the summer. In the winter, it's difficult. But that road because it's so far up in the mountains, can have snow. I've driven up there, and I'm like, fuck, it's June, and it's snowing up here. It goes away, yeah. but it's still... It's, it's a, I think it surprises people. Like, you guys have... You can... If you're in Phoenix, you're like five hours from what Vegas, and then yeah, you're a few hours from Los Angeles, and but not even we're still we have a ton right in Phoenix though too. Yeah, you like you've I got mean? a lot of yeah, like there's a lot of clubs, whereas yeah. we don't necessarily have as many. And then Vancouver in particular, it's so expensive to live, and it's so expensive for those um, businesses. They can't buy space; they're gonna have to rent it, and then to try and find a place that's a reasonable rent that comes with a liquor license is is ridiculous. So I mean, the comedy mix closed last month and I know they're going to try and reopen it but they're still trying to find perfect place to do it so right now you've got in Vancouver you've got laugh lines and you got yuck yucks and yuck yucks is hard because that is you got to be signed with yuck yucks or you're a specialty act that's coming through like Gary Goldman was just in and um, so they do bring in some specialty acts but it's uh, there's not a lot of clubs and there's a lot of comics and it's a war of attrition and everyone's trying to knock someone else it's down. It's not even so that hard for the com I mean it, it, the comics obviously it's hard for but when I did the Edmonton show, yeah. there's people that were coming up to me saying, I drove four hours tonight oh, to yeah. be here at this show. I was like, to a we want show? Dude, four hours just to show at the comic They strip. want comedy, and they want a good time. Well, that was the closest thing for them. For yeah. 
Everything's so spread out, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Do they, they not crazy. have internet or TVs there? Or? Well, yeah, Somebody but I mean... Somebody wants to see live okay, stuff. Okay, but, yeah. <laughs> but if you've got internet, then what would be the point of coming to the club, right? So, But it's nice to see that, yeah, If even if you're competing with the internet and stuff, like, you've got clubs... Like, the comic strip is well-run. It's a wicked club. Oh, and awesome, it's yeah. like everybody in, in Canada is kind of like, oh, I want to work those clubs. And I'm like, well, then find a way to get into those clubs. Like, work the festivals, get to know uh, some of the bookers, or go to open mics, uh, that's Vis- the problem. Visit with, the that's club. the problem with the comics out there. I talked to a lot of them because I mean, I'm talking about we saw some really great. Oh yeah, we've got comics. some wicked comics. And we I'm really like, do. Well, do you guys do festivals? Obviously, you know, pushing San Diego and push, pushing Big Pine. I would talk to them about it. I'm like, do you ever do it? And they no. don't. They no. don't because they they don't no. feel the, they don't feel they have. The, they don't it's see not the, the timing for them to go over there and spend a weekend at a festival to build relationships that they're not even going to be able to to do unless they go through all the hoops they have to go through first. Well, I mean, it, it, it is a process, and it's networking. I mean, the, the festivals in Canada, a lot of them are subsidized by the government, so the funding's a little bit different, whereas here, there's few of them that are uh, non-profit. Is that correct? A few of them? What, the festivals? Uh, the festivals. Yeah, like, quite a few festivals are non-profit, Yeah, but actually, I mean, yeah. it, it is a great way to network. I mean, as a perfect example, I went down uh, as a judge and panelist to represent Laughlines for a World Series of Comedy. Like, I didn't go looking for work. Um, it just happened through networking and keeping involved with those people that I found it. Whereas once yeah. you f- are able to find work, if you're able to get sponsorship, it is going to be a little bit easier to get here. Or if you have, if you came down to NoHo and you, you know, you hit it up with uh, the Stratosphere or whatever and got bookings, like you can definitely apply to get your paperwork for that. And that process isn't anywhere near as difficult. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid of it because they don't understand what it is, and it is—it's money up front. Yeah, I think for a lot of comics, that's yeah, it's the money so up front. So, what's the first step if you want to come down here? It's like submitting some kind of paperwork to an organization I would, or I, something. I, well, I, I'm working with one comic right now, and I like he's he wants to come into the states more, and he's like, "What's the first thing I need to do?" I was like, "Well, first, come down for a vacation. So it's like a week long, like seven ten days, and don't necessarily." go into those rooms assuming that you're going to be working or um, doing open mics and stuff, but go in, talk to them, who runs the room, network with them a little bit, and then, if you can, six months from there, book time to come down in six months. So, I mean, that once you've booked that, if you're like, okay, I'm going to come back, they've offered me work for six months from now, that gives you ample time to apply for that paperwork. So you... It's like if you find a booking, then you can start filling out paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, there are ways of doing it, and there are legal ways of doing it. Like, to me, if, if you're going to do, or you're going to try and get in the States, um, do it right. I mean, if you try to do it the wrong way, you're going to screw yourself over. Like, we've got some comics that have tried to come down here, and they've got their faces on posters, and, of course, the government season, like, you don't have paperwork, you're not supposed to be here. You can get banned for, like, five to ten years. From the States? From the States, yeah. which is... Ultimately, it is going to hurt. I mean, it, it just will. Because, I mean, if, if even the comics, if you've got an American headliner that's coming in to work in Canada and they need an opener, that's your shot to possibly impress that person or bring them your A game. And there is a possibility they could take you on further tours. So why would you want to screw yourself over yeah. on that? I'm like, you know, it, I, I appreciate that it's a business of uh, people. Everyone's like, oh, I'm an artist. I'm like, I get you're an artist, but it's, this is a business, and this is a cutthroat business, and you got to be savvy, and you got to get your ducks in a row, and um, be smart about business. So now, re- realistically, though, if, if there's a Canadian coming down, and he puts himself on a Facebook poster, or or he's doing flyers in San Francisco, or whatever he's doing, yeah. 
is the Canadian government really searching for that guy? No, I it's mean, the American I government. The American government? It's the American government. Government's going to be like, we... Yes. How many people... Well, because what am I doing? If I'm coming, if I'm coming down here and I'm putting posters out and I'm going to be on a show, I'm taking work from an American comic that is already here. Does that make sense? Can so you, it's like, can, so like can, can you, the, that w- the 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 comic that got banned? Do you know that story at all about what um, happened? You know, we don't have to name names, obviously. No, but do like, you know? I don't know specifics, but like I know they were down. Um, they were in the states for a period of time, and they were uh, performing and stuff. And I think the paperwork ran out and just stayed past the paperwork. Okay. Um, any type of a business when you're in the public eye, though, um, they are going to start looking for it. And I've I've been through the border the last few times, and they're like, oh, you've come down to the States quite often. What are you here for? And sometimes it is pleasure, and sometimes it's business. As soon as you say it is pleasure, and they see the number of times that you've been in and out of the States, they did. They started going through my Facebook. They went through my Instagram. They went through um, uh, my email wow. and stuff. So, I mean, it, it's not... They could get Be access honest. to your email. Oh yeah, like y- you have to give them that. So like, it's, if it's on your phone, a lot of people are like, oh, just delete the apps, delete yeah. the apps. And I'm like, yeah, to a point. But I mean, you you got to be honest. I mean, if you're honest, be like, okay, I was down here working. I didn't have the appropriate paperwork. I have an outdate. I'm going home. They could be a little more lenient, but yeah. you, you just don't know. Susan's a very goody-goody, though. That is, she's <laughs> Hell very yeah. honest at all times. Border restrictions are a lot less lenient. <laughs> for, like, there's no wall for Canada. Like, we, we look, you guys look a lot like us. So, I, I actually, I had, I was dating a girl. Oddly enough, hey, way uh, to go! That was Canadian. <laughs> yeah, that, got de- <laughs> that actually did get deported, oh, and yeah. I thought it was the funniest thing for on dating the planet. you. Well, not for dating me. No, she was dating someone else, and she just used that as an excuse. She had a child here, and she did not let him see the child so he reported her and she got deported but um <laughs> yeah blonde the hair blue eyes. no one's looking for this girl she was no. here for 12 years before she actually got deported and she would have stayed longer if if she didn't try yeah. to screw this american dude over where he's like all right well fine i'll just report you but i mean it's not like mexico where we were listening to all these people getting deported no. and isis we don't have isis for canada no, Which no, it's ISIS it's seems like a better name for Canada since yeah, you, it's it's not it's not the it's not they're not necessarily looking for people, but I mean, if you're in the public eye and you start to become more popular, or if you're down in the states and you book more work, bigger work, the networks in particular, they want they are, they're going to be paying you, but they're going to be removing taxes. They can't do that. Right, but once you get to that Jim Carrey. That's well, different level. That's different well, that level. obviously you have people paying for all that stuff for yeah. you. So if you're down here, like I don't know if it's changed a lot, but I mean, there's a lot of big name comedian comics that I I don't foresee. We they didn't pay twenty thousand dollars to get down here because they were living in their car, but maybe they were. Well, they they all apply like Howie Mandel, Jim Carrey, uh, Norm Macdonald. They all have to fill out that extraordinary circumstance paperwork now because they have. They've become quite famous in their career. Don't forget, their career started in Canada, so they had quite a lot of credibility. So when they come into the States for those temporary permits and then building on their credits, of course the government's going to pick up on those guys faster because they have guaranteed work all the time. But if you've got a regular comic that's coming through and they don't have guaranteed work, that application takes longer because they need to do the research to make sure that you're not going to come here and be a burden on the system to the American people. Well, I mean, like, again, the easiest one is Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey wasn't famous in in Canada, really. He became famous here. Oh, he was he was big in Canada for (laughs) for stand up. You just hadn't heard of him because you weren't in Canada. Well, that's true. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he was big. Yeah, exactly. He was he was was a big deal, and he still is. My rabbit ears don't work well, but (laughs) he's still a big deal. Like, yeah, we're still. 
you, you guys have seen it every time. I'm like, oh, that guy's Canadian. Like, that's when my patriotism comes out. Right, yeah. but you hear his speech every time how he's homeless in L.A. and how he was, you know, li- yeah. living in his car and, and doing the, the couch surfing like every other yeah. comic here in L.A. Like, so, obviously, he didn't come down here for the big movie deal yet. He got it no. after he'd been here for years. Yeah, so you, I mean, you can come down and do the odd show and you might be okay, but there's there's always a possibility. And f- I ha- I've always, I've kind of followed it by the rules of the book because if I come down here, I've already been offered a job with a certain company and I have a job in Canada with another company, it makes me look bad and puts me in a bad position. It puts the Canadian company at risk and it puts the new American company that I'm trying to work for at risk. So then it puts them all on the radar for the next time someone wants to apply. So there's basically, I mean, you can... You can only grow to a certain point without needing to do it the yeah, proper yeah. way and file the proper you paperwork. Can, you can have a great career in Canada, I mean, but people have to understand it's it's it it, it will be a little more limited. But That's there the is glass ceiling like, you're talking about. Yeah, like people but we've got a great like we've got great comics in Canada, oh, yeah. like really good ones that some of them I'm like, Oh my god, like I can't believe you're not famous or why you're not moving up and um, sometimes it comes down to like, yeah, the the geography of Canada it's so spread out yeah so even if you're in Vancouver there's certain months a year like I don't want to drive to Edmonton I gotta fly and if you fly in a Canadian airline it's a lot more expensive we don't have bus services that go through those areas anymore like Greyhound bus is now gone so the cheap options are gone so if you want to get to those places you're you're gonna have to drive how about a gallon of gas in Canada is Six, around we do six liters. Dollars. Six dollars. Right? Yeah. We do it by the liters, so four. It's like a, well, it four so liters is a gallon, like or three point six, or something. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like it was like a dollar. Dollar fifty nine at the lowest and in Vancouver. One seventy four now. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's crazy. yeah, and it feels cheap, and then you realize it's times like four. Yeah. Right? yeah exactly. Yeah. No, Our cigarettes sure. more expensive too. They do weird stuff down there. When you when you go to the gas station there, it makes you put in like. It, you put in your card, and then it says, "Are you getting twenty-five, fifty, seventy-five, or a hundred dollars worth of gas?" Yeah, <laughs> wow. and then you just pick one, and then if it stops really, it just gives you know, it just gives you a limit. Yeah, and then it just stops. It's just really weird. That's interesting. <laughs> is, it, is it still full it's service in dash. Canada? Do they come check your oil and wash your windshields? Or some no, places? No, I pumped all my gas. Some municipalities do. You I actually, love those ones you where they pull up your like gas in at the register, and then they shoot your car back out through <laughs> these rollers. <laughs> it's a unique Canadian thing. And, I, and, and back to the point, I think that we understand that some people are you. going to fly under the radar. Absolutely. But it's, just, yeah, the some fa- people it's do. just the fact that there are people in Canada who have been banned for a 99-year ban from working in the U.S., which means yeah. their career in the U.S. is never going to take off. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and that sucks. Yeah, same issues with um, if, you've been in, uh, if you've done jail time or DUIs. Um, yeah, like I, I didn't realize how many people had DUIs. Like it's one thing to have a DUI in Canada, but uh, for an American to come through, like we've had a few headliners, and they're like, "Oh, I'm at the border, I can't get through." Like, what do you mean you can't get through? They're like, "Oh, I got a DUI, didn't know it was going to be a problem." I'm like, "How did you not know it's going to be a problem?" Yeah, I found that out the hard way too. It wasn't yeah, even yeah. my DUI, but yeah, I hung out at oh, the yeah. border for, and they were kind of, kind of aggressive and intimidating. Oh to yeah, me. I was like, I didn't see this coming at all. And listen, comics, when you go through the border to Canada. Both ways. Just be honest. Jay was nervous because the last time he went to Canada with Amir, he they got they had a they were gonna lie about the shows because he wasn't sure if he was supposed to tell the <laughs> truth or not. So they had this plot to lie about it in the car, but they didn't really have their stories like in sync for when they because they yeah. took they didn't like their, oh, they didn't no. like their answer why they were coming. No. And then they took them both in different rooms and talked to them, and Amir just like completely spilled the guts right away. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they went on their Facebook and uh-huh. they're like, "So you, it says you're doing a show here. You're not a comic." 
He's like, no, we're comics. He, he totally let loose on it. Yeah. But and then I went with Jay, and we just said we're comics. We're gonna do some shows here, here, and here. And they're like, cool. Yeah. As long let as us in. What if, uh, as long as you're honest. Is so. it, if you were doing a show for no money, like, is that something where is the rules it, change? Or is it advancing your career in any way? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm more to thinking like if I'm Depends if I'm the at show. the border and they're looking at my Facebook. If, they, if yeah, I lived in like Seattle or something, maybe I go to Vancouver for a, a show or something. Yeah, yeah, That's like no big deal. Uh, it's. I think it's. Um, it's yeah. It's going to come down like Jack saying to be honest. Um, but yeah, if you're getting anything, anything that is advancing your career. So if you're doing that mic time and there's someone else that's going to be there that could book you for other shows, that's still seen as business networking. Um, just yeah, just tell the truth, be smart, and I hope. No uh, Canadian Border and American Border Services. If you're listening, I'm not. I don't mean anything I'm saying. Don't give them any more information than they ask for. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. No, sir. Three bags full, sir. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't be like, oh yeah, I'm a comic. Well, I'm going down for an open mic. I'm not getting paid or anything, but don't even, just don't. Like, I'm going down to visit some friends. They're comics. Yeah, right. Yeah. We, we, dude, we got razzed by the, the, the border patrol, the U.S. border patrol, because Jay and I went back to deposit some checks and during a break. <laughs> yeah. And we walk up, we're like, we roll up and we're like, hey, ma'am, uh, we're gonna we're going through and we're going to the bank to deposit some money that we made and we're just gonna come right back through. He goes, he, he goes, uh, what are you doing? We're like, we're comics. He goes, how much money you come back with? Less than ten thousand? And we go, yeah. He goes, must not be that good at comics. Oh snap! I was like, whoa. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> <All> That's <laughs> awesome. Then, Sweet, then you man. counted the twenty grand that you had, and you're like, maybe you're not good at more than twenty. Right? Because you just let us through with ease. That's when you just start making fun of their accent. No, well, no, this is oh, a you US, know what I'm talking about. This, is, this oh. is U.S. border. Oh. This is going back to the U.S. because we were worried that they, is it going to be a problem that we crossed and then crossed right back yeah, yeah. and they didn't give speaking uh, of those no. limits though on cash and stuff do you uh taxes you know if you are making money and trying to do it the right way in america with permission and all your permits yeah. you would still have to deal with I filed, canadian taxes i as filed well. taxes in you know u.s and canada yeah? yeah what's that process look like it's, it's not crazy i mean um canadian taxes i pay more because i i live there of course and um my income um I think for the American one, I, I filed for the first time last year. I didn't earn anything here, but I at least filed. Yeah, okay. So, so there's a threshold where if you I, don't... Yeah, I mean, we've had some American comics come through and they panic at tax time. They're like, I need a T4 slip or whatever it is. Um, they need it from the club to prove that they... for. I think they can still apply for GST if they're Canadian, so they need those papers. What is GST? Goods and service tax. Um, so if you make under a certain amount of Canada, you pay less of that so you get that money back because you pay okay. goods and service on everything you purchase of course um so at the end of the year if you make under a certain amount you can get a gst rebate so it's kind of nice you get like a quarterly check from the government oh wow that they're kind of going congratulations you don't make enough money you're poor um yeah. here's that money back that we took from you that's neat my experience with not making enough money is like you qualify for these government services but live in a state that does not intend to provide them anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we found some paperwork snafus to make sure you don't have health care for a couple years. <laughs> See, I don't have to worry about health care. I don't have to worry about that. Luckily. That's a plus. Well, good That's for you. Yeah. So you can probably Susan. spend all your time in health care facilities. <laughs> I'll be like, this is Saturday. Let's get this shit done. <laughs> yeah. I would just live in a Jack's hospital. Like $500 like, you know, later. I'm sick. Who cares? No, but at least in an American hospital, like I've, I've been through an American hospital once before I got really sick in Miami. I ended up having a full-blown anaphylactic uh, reaction to nuts and a heart attack, and it was not fun. And I had, I remember I had my uh, 
my papers and stuff, like, because I had medical. And I remember when the bills started coming, I was like, holy shit. But it was inventory. Like, I was amazed. It was like six tissues and four syringes. Right? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> if Canadians maybe got that bill and understood how much healthcare is, yeah. there might be a little more respect for it. But it, it blew my mind because I even got papers months later I came home. I got papers from the Miami-Dade police. It was like $23,000 from the traffic authority because yeah. they actually had to shut down a number of intersections because I was staying at the Fountain Blue Resort uh, and I was uh, I was getting on a boat for a cruise because I was performing on a cruise and they weren't necessarily going to let me on the boat. But I remember when they were driving through, they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We've closed down traffic. And like I was I have no idea what was going on. I just remember hearing all this after, and I open up this letter. I'm like, oh, my God, $23,000. i am like, what the hell happened in Miami? They're like, oh, no, we shut down traffic. So my insurance company, they're like, oh, just send it in. We'll cover it. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm yeah. like, this is what the Americans are talking like about, that. like going into debt, like eighty, ninety thousand oh, $90,000 yes. just to get sick. Like, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I have bad allergies, and I, they have immunization shots that they can give you yeah. that cures your allergies, but you always have to take them. And it's like $3,000 a year for me to just be able to sleep through the night in the fall. Yeah, see, a, <laughs> like a, like a, oh, my God, like, we don't want <laughs> you to sleep. It's a crapshoot if you wake up. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to test your guys' system next time I go, though. I'm going to make myself anaphylactic and go to an urgent <laughs> care. And if I walk in, they go, blood work and stool sample. I'm going to be like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. I dare you. I dare you. So we'll book, you, we'll book you in six months. We're going to get him for another 500 yeah, real quick. We're going to book him in six months and try this. We can podcast it. <laughs> Jack gets a like, Jack's trip to the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> I need an EpiPen. Like, they only have those in the U.S. Sorry. <laughs> I have those. Jenny was dying to give me one of those last time I was here. Dear God, I've never yeah. seen anyone want to stab me so everyone bad. I'm wants like, to stab me with it's those true. I, it's everyone fantastic. here wants to stab me. I don't know why everyone thinks they like me in the states. So like, we just want to stab Canada. Yeah, it'll be good. Now, Jack and Susan, you guys both, well, obviously, Jack just did his comedy, and, and Susan, you're a comedian as well, even though in the very beginning, you're like, I used to be a comic, but you're still a comic, and you still yeah, perform. Yeah, did shows when I was there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, is there, for, for us lay people, I've never done a show in Canada. I mean, I've done it in New York and Buffalo, and I've done it in Seattle, but, like, close enough to you guys, the border. But is there a, a, a big difference for you guys doing comedy in Canada versus the U.S.? Oh, I, I thought, I, I mean... Geographically, when I went to Boston, I went further than I went into Canada in some some places, and a lot of my material seemed to... I didn't have to change a lot of my material going to Boston, but going to Canada, I definitely had to change certain things about my wording and stuff like that. Like, I 100% did, yeah. I mean, there's some references that, especially in B.C., Maybe it was just in, in Prince George, but up in BC. Oh, Prince in George. Prince George. Uh, I mean, I, I was throwing things at them. They're just like, what? <laughs> I'm just like, Prince oh, you George, guys don't have one of those here? Yeah, Prince George and, is an and, interesting town. Uh, but but stand like the audience-wise, the audiences were great. Yeah, they, they uh, Prince George in particular, like there's not a lot up there. So when they plan to go out, they go out. They want to have a good time. They're yeah, they're out for dinner. They're out for the show. They'll stay after and chit chat with the comics. They'll buy you drinks um, if they like you. That is. <laughs> <laughs> um, what happens if they don't? Oh hell! <laughs> In Bank Prince George, you can become a distant memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Where it's, is this place? Prince George is it? I don't even it's know. It's it's about, all I know is it's nine. I'm there at the end of the hours month. North of Vancouver. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So I, got, I, I drive in at the end of the month. I'm going up with. Uh, Quasi Thomas. I think I'm doing the same room as you, the Sonar Room. Sonar, yeah, the yeah. Sonar Club. Uh, it's, a, it's a wicked little room. And He's yeah. moving it. He's moving it downstairs yeah. now, which is going to be better. Oh, that'll be way better. How that'll many be way people better. live in 
St. George. 70,000. It's it's an industry-based town. 70,000, really? Okay. Yeah. It's an industry-based town. Unless you're lumber and that kind of stuff, you don't really want to live there. Uh, There's a nice university there. People in Canada also don't like the perception that we have of them because people were very excited (laughs) to tell me that they were not nice. And it wasn't that they're not nice. It's just that we... we think it, we always have that image of them being just like kind of wussy and so nice oh, yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's just not it's not the case at all. I mean, I yeah. went, I saw three robberies happen in Canada. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Is that right? We were at Seven Eleven in Prince George two nights in a row. It got robbed. That people, like five right. people just went in and just jacked stuff and left. Yeah, but really? just, yeah, it was just that was yeah. just a disgruntled and staff then, member. And then in Vancouver, no, they were homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> and then in Vancouver, a Walmart while I was inside of it, the guy stole something and ran out. And the two clerks went after him. And the guy was like, "I got a knife. I'm gonna stab you." And the guy's like, "Show me your knife. Show me." Your knife. They're trying to tackle him, and they, yeah. then the guy ran away. You just make it sound like hillbillies. It's like, oh, we robbed the Seven well, Eleven at Walmart. People that it's you not know, different in, in Canada. Just coming from Susan right now, who's wearing a, a camouflage baseball <laughs> hat, yeah, a right? wife beater. We sound like rednecks. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> right. I was in Windsor, Canada, one time, and I watched a I watched a couple get in an argument, and then she just slapped him right in the face, and that was my. Did she apologize after? You no, know, actually, he apologized to her, so I think a oh. normal <laughs> slapping. But, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that goes against that Canadian stereotype. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the nicest way to handle that <laughs> confrontation. I find that stereotype hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You def- they definitely like to drink, and they in, oh, in Canada. Yeah. So there's a it's, it's the late shows were rowdy. They are rowdy, and but rough. they were but they were. But they but were just in still good, though. No, no, Edmonton. We had some oh, really yeah, rowdy yeah. shows in Edmonton, like <laughs> to the point where it was. Well, how many days were you in Edmonton? How many days did you perform in Edmonton? Well, Jay performed Tuesday through Sunday. Okay. I performed Wednesday through Sunday because he he had closed the contest out, and that was that was his Tuesday show. But um, the late shows, Friday and Saturday, I mean, were rowdy. Oh yeah, they want a good time. Gosh, they. It, it, hey, if you're a comic, and you have. Any kind of merchandise. They want it. They buy merchandise there. They love to buy T-shirts, whatever you're selling. Uh, do look up how many you can bring in because there is a limit to yeah. how much yeah, stuff right, you can bring. Definitely. $2,000 in sales, yes. So, uh, you know, don't want to bring over. How do you how do you value it for 2000 Like, I'm selling shirts for 20 bucks. So 20 bucks, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Or they cost me 10 bucks to print, so that's the value. No, what you're making, what you're bringing back, what, what you're selling, selling yeah, what you're for. Yeah. Back. So, Jay um, usually sells his shirts for $20 US, mm-hmm. which is less than $20 Canadian. Um, he decided, he heard from other people that he would, they would just sell for 25 bucks. I wouldn't do that. I would just sell it for twenty. He tried the twenty-five dollars, and not a lot of people had change on them, but they had a twenty on them, you know, or the, or the, oh, they would use yeah, a card. Yeah. So he just went twenty and lost a little bit on it, but made up for it for how much he sold. They they just like to buy stuff. Man. That's always good to move merchandise. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Edmonton was one of the first income. one of the first clubs. Tacoma Comedy Club actually still gives them props. One of the first clubs to say, "Hey, if you buy merchandise from our comedians, we'll give you two free tickets to a show." That's a really That's cool thing nice. to do. It's a great thing. That's a really yeah. nice thing to do. It, well, it, it, it makes it so much easier to sell stuff. And the yeah, people when you're love continuing sh- to yeah. support live comedy, I mean, yeah. none of those big names would be where they were if, if people weren't in the club supporting them, right? So Yeah, that's a real win-win. Yeah, you know, yeah. People come back and see a new comedian and... 
Yeah, like the Sell clubs. The clubs want you to be successful. Most of the clubs want you to do well. I don't. I don't know of any club that's like we really want you to fucking tank <laughs> and ruin this all. Yeah. You know, we want you to question <laughs> your life decisions. They might um, just want to do it for self for selfisher reasons, though. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's that's sometimes the thing is that yeah. obviously they want you to do well because it's good for their club. But oh yeah, if they're being selfish about it, right. yeah, right. that's <laughs> true. Yeah, it should be good for both of us. Works though. all around, not though. just one party. I think it's good though. I think that. It's a good step for comics to go to Canada to get a feel how to do their comedy in a different country before they make maybe take a step to like a Europe or somewhere where it's a little farther away and way different. Because as you've seen from documentaries and all kinds of stuff, people are leaving the U.S. to go to different places, and comedy is thriving in other countries right now. And uh, But I think that first step is a good step to go to Canada first because... You will. F it's different. It's going to be a little different. I don't. I, I, I don't. I mean, it was for me. Jay, not so much. He's a veteran. He's been in Canada before. But um, I mean, I, I felt like I had to fix a few things about myself. But I'm still very new in this, and I, I'm always fixing things about myself. So that doesn't really necessarily mean that it was a Canadian thing either. But uh, I think it's It's a very valuable thing to do, and. Uh, you don't have to go all the way up to Edmonton or Prince George. Just go to Vancouver. I was not that far across the border. And I don't think we have to say that it's impossible to get here as, as a Canadian, no, too. Because I think we made impossible. it sound like it was it was really difficult. But like Susan and I, like Susan, you don't have all your paperwork done. But we we you know did the World Series of Comedy, judged yep. the World Series of Comedy together. We were, we did NoHo together. We did you know San yeah. Diego I, had, I had work together. permits for like all that. You travel here a Absolutely. lot, yeah, and you don't have it all finished yet, and and you know you perform. Yeah, because like I'm I'm doing it. I'm definitely doing it by the book, but I'm honest with them too. Like the the more honest you are with them, the better it's going to be. I mean, I I want to be here. I want to. I would rather do it the right way and pay taxes, and then everybody's happy. Um, yeah, like it's not impossible. Anybody that puts no, up a wall and they're like, "Oh, this is impossible," I'm like, "Well, then you don't want it bad enough." But right. that, but like, that's, this but is this, this is kind of where some of the biggest headliners. Oh, absolutely. Think, like, and we have a unique like, yeah. position. Like, we're with House of Comedy. House of Comedy is a Canadian-owned yeah, club. Yeah, awesome. Like, Rick Bronson is Canadian. Yeah. And we, I, I have the ability, or Jack has the ability, Buck has the ability. Like, we see so many great comedians that come in because he wants to to bring other Canadians down. Trix is one of my very best friends. He's here all yeah. the time from Canada. There's, like, a lot of great comedians that are, are down here. And like I said, to, to live here or to work here permanently, yeah, there's a lot more to it. But, but it's, it's not you know, impossible. If you're, if you're yeah. coming down no, here. it's not impossible. And I think that's what I wanted everybody to know is that they can do it. But I'm telling you, from the perception I got from 9 out of 10 of the comedians in Canada is they have no desire to come down here right now because they don't have the means to do it. And I think that's sad because, gosh, I mean, Darcy Boone Collins. Oh, he's he awesome. He's unbelievable a, he's a, in talking to him about coming to America. Yeah. He, it strained him. Yeah, but think about this. Yeah, like the same thing with Fe We've got like a ton of fantastic Phoenix comics that won't move five hours to L.A. I mean, it, it's not just the, yeah. the money part. I mean... It, it it's individuals not choosing to. It's the drive as 100%, 100%. well. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. But I mean, if you want to be a comic to not drive or fly more than five hours, like how bad do you want it? You obviously yeah. don't want to be a yeah, comic. Yeah. I'm like the whole point is it's a solitary career. You are traveling from town to town, getting on a stage. Like there's only so many stages you can do in Canada, um, before you've done them all and everybody's seen it. But yeah. and, and forgive me, I, I don't I don't want to sound. Just absolutely stupid, but I am absolutely stupid. But uh, like, there's 
like for instance, I was in Chicago. We got a lot of clubs that we can go to, but we yeah. have so much population. There's so many comics in in this country. It's the same thing. Like it doesn't matter how far if you're in Canada, if you're in the U.S. Like you're traveling. Like I was in Chicago, for sure. Indiana, yeah, sure. you Arkansas. have to travel. Like you have to go places to perform. Yeah. I mean, spe- even in Phoenix, we have a lot of clubs in Phoenix. 100%. We have a lot of clubs in L.A. Actually, my entire career again, is based mostly around my bedroom. Right. I don't travel <laughs> at all. Right. Yeah. And and we've seen Buck's career. Yeah, well, you know, um, killing it. This is the first time he's been in front of the mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm very uncomfortable. I'm outside right. of my comfort zone here. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's all about the the traveling's gonna happen, and and no matter what paperwork you need, or no matter what you get, you have to have that drive, and the people that have the drive are gonna make that happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why you know there are so many comics, but we only know so many are gonna make it because. Of that drive. As a comedian, 100%. who's uh, who's your best ally if you really do want to come down? As a Canadian comedian wanting to come to America, are clubs typically pretty helpful, or would a manager be helpful, or just find an attorney through a friend? Uh, I found my attorney through uh, a was a referral, um, and he takes half the money up front, and then I only have to pay the other half once my paperwork goes through. Mm. Some places will give you all your money back, aside from a few administrative fees, but I think most clubs, like if you're good... They want to see you move on. Like Rick Bronson's been, like, I'm surprised how many people don't go to him and ask for help. Right. Because um, I mean, if 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 you are Canadian and a great way to get into the U.S. market is come down to these festivals, and it's not about winning the festival; it's about networking and working with these people. Um, when you look at some of the festivals that I've been to in the last while, there is a Canadian influence at all of them that can help you get into those American clubs, get to know them, talk to them. Um, yeah, like they're in business. You're in business. They're in business. If you do well, they're going to do well. And um, a couple of them in turn, they've given me testimony letters and stuff because I know that down the road, they're not giving me those letters out of the good graces. They know that over time that I remember that kind of stuff. They help me get paperwork, which means over time, maybe I can be hiring some of their comics or promoting their clubs. Um, so it, it goes both ways. And how about with your process? Where... From from deciding I'm going to fill out the first application and go down the right way to do it. I'm making enough money. I have some booked gigs. And then what what would be the completion of the process for you? And how far have you come uh, in that? According to my lawyer, because um, I started filling out paperwork, um, when you have sponsorship, it, c- it can still take anywhere from 9 to 18 months. Um, and some of those companies will, if they're ongoing employment, of course, they'll they know you're coming. Um, say the say the question again, or bits so, of it so again. So basically, like, how do you know when the process is done? What is okay. what is a full uh, ability to work in America look like? You you have filed all your papers. Uh, like my papers um, are being finished up, and uh, I submit it to the management companies and the unions. They need to sign off that. Yeah, there's not another American that can do this. It's you when you get that letter that finally says you have your work visa or you have your O-1, you are now able to go into the States and work. That's just... That's, okay, so it's like a work visa is essentially yeah. what you need to, yeah. to get. Yeah, so to, to get that process finished is... Uh, I know some people will view it as a, as a burden cash-wise, but it's an advancement in your career. So I know a lot of people want to put money in the bank or buy a house and stuff. This is an investment in yourself. So mm-hmm. once you're here, then I can work. There's a... You know, if it's sponsorship, it's going to be with that particular company for mm-hmm. sure. 
but given the company I'm going to be working with, it's a little more broad. So that means I can come down here. I can perform. That means I can work for this American company. That means I can still go into Canada and work because I'm also still a Canadian citizen. I'm not giving up my citizenship. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's too... I would say, looking at it, there's a number of American companies that would like to, that have, I've gotten to network with that want to hire me. And the funny thing is, the Americans are going, "Oh, we want to hire an American first. I'm like, "You do realize with the power of the internet and everything now, I can do all the work I need to for this company from Canada. Mm. So it's in their best interest to bring me into the United States so I'm paying taxes. Yeah. Okay. So right. if, if you if you make it sound it's a it's a business deal and everyone's going to benefit from it, then you might as well do it by the book. Yeah. Now, and if you're not good at paperwork, such <laughs> as myself, like that's really cool. yeah. Yeah. Too, right? I'm yeah. terrible. At it. Is there like oh. a is there like a Canadian coyote that we could pay to bring <laughs> oh us my down? God. Is it easier to marry an American or a Canadian just it's to like get your paperwork done? Like the I'm okay way. with with cargo containers is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like what do I need to do? The easiest way to get into the United States is to marry someone. You come down for three month fiance visa or whatever. So you're here for the three months and then you fill out that paperwork and get it done. That's so you still have to fill out paperwork? Like, American I'm going to go to America and out. find a fiancé. Like, I'm going to find someone you wanna, to marry. You want to move to Canada? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. A flood of Canadians. Although Vancouver would be great, because you guys have a lot of television shows that you film out there. It's very cheap. It's so, true. It's true. Canadian, it's true. Canadian, it's Hollywood yeah. North. But I'm just saying, you have to fill out a visa. You'd be like, I'm going to go get engaged. I got a three-month period. Is this like The Bachelor? You just come down here, look for your bride, and be like, all right. No, no, you have a fiancé. You would come down here for the three months. You're planning your wedding, and in that time, they need to see proof that you are, in fact, in a relationship of some sort. So if you if you just come down on vacation, meet some dude, go to Vegas, get married. That is legal and binding. Oh, you just made that really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that is You're mine forever. I get 50%. You are mine forever. Instead of now you are man and wife, they go, that is legally binding. That is binding. legally binding. <laughs> oh, damn. Like, oh, that come with medical? Yeah, you may now do your <laughs> set. It was it was crazy to see, because I know you brought up Hollywood of the North or whatever. It was crazy to see how much stuff is filmed and done yeah. in Canada. Like, we went to see Endgame twice. And oh, before yeah. each showing, oh, the they news. they yeah. play that whole thing about what Canada, what the impact Canada has yeah. on movies and television. It's pretty crazy. I well, I th- a lot of people don't understand. Like, yeah, yeah but Vancouver's Hollywood North, so we do uh, computer animations. We do tons of movie sets. Like, I think production-wise, like you got Supergirl, you got Arrow, you got Riverdale, you got The Good Doctor, Man on the High Castle. Like, they're all filmed in Vancouver, and they're all filmed on an ongoing basis. So basically, just the CW is filmed in... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mar- I think uh, The Magicians. Uh, what else? Yeah, there's it was tons cool. of stuff. It was, it was cool to go there, and we, we got to Vancouver, and we plugged in our Netflix, and Netflix was in Canada, was playing the DC Titans, yeah. the live one, you know, and... Uh, in America, you can only get that on the DC network, and that was pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. But they don't have Pandora in Canada. No, we don't. No, he keeps don't. reminding me of that. Like, you bastard. Is that a big deal? I don't know, but well, she. Rem- I, I also couldn't watch my this. HBO Go when I was no, connected to sorry the Wi-Fi. No Game of when Thrones I, the could, whole time I, you were up how there? I, oh. yeah. Game of Thrones? What is this, season five? Oh, are you about eight, to tell eight, me how eight. the Game of Thrones dragons were done uh, in Vancouver? It's done in Canada. That's right, baby. Yeah, every time I see Susan, you know the dragons were done in Vancouver. That's right. I'm putting it on a hat. I'm getting shirts made. I'm getting shirts made. I think you like that dragon, don't you? You're welcome. Well, I, think, I, I think today was important. I think that it's important for people in Canada to know how to get over to America because I think it's a very important for them to get into America and yeah, like, to, I, to work on stuff. But I also think it's important for 
Americans to go into Canada and try. Yeah, it's it's a great market. A, a I mean, different country out. I, I I'm hoping that everyone doesn't take what I'm saying as like this is the end all be all how it's done. Like there's there are different ways of doing it, and but I think there's my people that are I think there's people that are scared though yeah. to come to America because they don't want to get the ban. I think I mean talking to comics there, I felt that they were afraid to make the next step, and I hope that this if they listen to this, they know that it's. It's not that hard. It's doable, and the reward is so great. You it know, is. And, it and is. A, it is a process, and I think that's what scares people or intimidates people the most. It is not going to be a quick fix, which means you are filing your papers. You're still working, yeah, and you're still going through the motion, and y- you don't necessarily have that yes. Um, I think that's what scares people too. Is there is a possibility of losing that money? But I mean, if you're doing everything the way they're asking yeah. and y- you haven't left any stones unturned um like i'm i'm nervous yeah like people are asking me like oh you've, you've spent God. a lot of Survive money and i'm God. like yeah and i'm like but i this is if it's a no then all it says to me is if i look at all the paperwork i've completed i'm like shit i've done a lot like if nothing else i really need to be proud of what i have accomplished over the years and if i don't get into the united states okay i didn't get into the united states now what do i do how do I still do the job I want or create the position I want um, to keep moving forward? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not impossible, and I think it's, it's overwhelming if you don't take it in small steps. For sure. But I would love to see some of the Canadians that are... Even talking to Tricks about it. I talked to Tricks and to Tammy about the process of getting him just to move over here. He's an amazing hard worker. Tricks makes it look probably easier because he is such a hard worker and he does push. But I know that just him moving to uh, the U.S., talking to Tammy about it, it's a process, man. Yeah, definitely. And luckily, he has a good team around him, too, to help him. Yeah. You know, but I think it's important for those good comics up there to do whatever they have to do to make that go through so they can come to the U.S. and and get more opportunities yeah, because I think they're so good. <laughs> so a number good. Of them, I think a number of them are starting to, to understand and see the amount of work. Like in our own circle of Vancouver, like Ivan Decker is now here mm-hmm. uh, in the States and he's got a 30-minute Netflix special. And But it took him a long time to build up to that. But I think once it becomes relevant, when you know somebody, you're like, oh, so-and-so got it. Uh, maybe it's not impossible. Just going through the motions... Well, hey, I gotta, yeah. I gotta cut out of here and go set up that main yeah, well, room I think we can, for I this think, video I think breakdeon. Really we got Heavy Dick Laskowski over there running the knob. So what was that? He's got different nicknames. Every time we talk about Heavy Tits, this podcast is gonna take a turn. I don't know. It's what everyone calls him. It's just the thing. We actually didn't do our sponsors. Who's who's this one's brought to you by today, Buck? By, our by, by Bill Did Heavy Dick Laskowski. Ketchup, ketchup chips. His heavy ketchup dick ketchup chips. Scan it out. Fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you not get those here? No. Right, well, I got to take what? Ketchup no, chips? you no. can't even get the zesty Morton Dorito ones. Oh, you have to order them. That's maybe the best chip I've ever had oh, in my see, whole life. See, I get bitter when I come home to Canada because I'm like, where are my pizza combos at? I can't oh, get geez. them. You can get pizza Canada. combos here. No, in Canada. Canada. I can't get them in Canada. Canada. I remember I went back to Canada and I just, I said to them, I was like, can I get a pack of, uh, do you guys carry menthol cigarettes? And they're like, no, sir, we don't carry menthol. They're really dangerous for him. Like, that's where Canada draws the line on cigarettes. Like, menthol is where it all happens. They let me get my mint and jewel and that's all I give a shit about. (laughs) They had those and I got them. But yeah, they had no menthol. It would have been real bad because I smoked menthol. They're afraid that'll appeal to the kids. Oh, yeah. Because everybody loves mint so much. The kids love mint. 
Speaking of international travel, uh, Carlos Rodriguez uh, is in the building. He had a couple questions about um, Susan and her softball team. Carlos, go ahead. Here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) Susan looks like the gay. Uh, uh, What, you have a softball team? Hell yeah, no. Oh, no? Uh, (laughs) No. I just do the stereotype. No, uh, where have you traveled at so so far recently? Just just can't just um, uh, st- the states. In the states, uh, let's see. This last year, uh, let's see: Indiana, L.A., Las Vegas, uh, San Diego, Phoenix, uh, Nevada. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, it's you find it more dangerous out here, or is it? You no, feel? like no, I, I I like it out here. Like I I had that incident with my Airbnb last time, and I found uh, most people were like right away. They're like, oh, we're gonna help you out with this. Like they were pretty on board with like. Helping me out and make sure everything went well. Like, Jack, you got any? Uh, I think you guys get a bad rap. Airbnb horror stories. Yeah. Oh God. Ugh. I mean, I live a pretty good life. I yeah, haven't walked into many. Haven't walked into many Airbnbs. Actually, that have no, no. Me. Matt was the one. <laughs> Matt was the one that brought me to my Airbnb in L.A. And he's laughing the whole time. Like, don't you fucking laugh at me, man. And he's. Just, God, he was. was I'll let best. I'll let him tell this it because it was way Airbnb better ever. Like, if you remember yeah. W WKRP in Cincinnati, yeah, yes, that's where it was. It was the exact. But it's a radio they, studio. Yeah, they shut down like the set and never changed time. it. Like it got <laughs> oh, really. Yeah, they closed it down and then like this guy just seemed to find it and like open it back up. All every all the radios were still in it. Every it looked like a time machine. Really? <laughs> it was oh, yeah. amazing. And he's like, Yeah, you can sleep in here. Like it was a booth. Like it was an actual a booth. Two by four room. And he's like, Yeah, well you we just you'll put a cot right there and you can sleep in it. We're like, What this are you is, talking about? This is in about? LA, right? This is LA, yeah. yeah LA, it's they like, they're, they're starting to do that. Like any little piece of space, they're like, yo, you could you can sleep here. Yeah, he, like the side of the they house. made it they made it seem amazing because you got to do an <laughs> interview. <laughs> <laughs> the interview came with with your B and B. Like you got to do a radio t- a radio uh, one and a TV one. They had a green screen that they would Photoshop you behind this news desk. It really? was it was fantastic. Oh yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't know why Susan complained. No, actually, oh yeah, the, the two windows in my bedroom overlooking the opposite offices where somebody's watching me. I was yeah. like, I was well, like, this is fine. not. This was not. In, I was like, this is what guys feel like when they get catfished. This was your studio this is what audience. Happens. Like you got a studio audience, and you could up. Grade to the RV that was in the parking lot, uh-huh. which had no water, and you couldn't use the bathroom, so you had to go inside. Well, you had to go inside, but the, it was there was an RV attached, and I think there was also a tent that you could yes. have actually got. Thirty nine dollars a night for the tent. For the Thirty nine for the tent. Thirty nine. The deal. The tent. The, they called it yeah. the deal. Like we pulled <laughs> that up. Was his title. Uh, <laughs> oh in yeah. Airbnb. We pulled up there though, and I'm like, oh god, this is where women like me come to die. Like uh, this is where it's all going to end. It was horrible and. I and I left her there and said good night. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I it's don't time know. Time to go back to my <laughs> secure <laughs> location. He said, he said, text me in the morning. <laughs> oh, and like somebody actually, like I had a locked door, and somebody opened my door, like, oh, we're really sorry, I'm really sorry. I'm like, how did you get the code to get in here? But even when you call Airbnb, they're like, oh, well, you only paid for the room. I'm like, if there's a fire in this building, I'm still gonna die in here. Like, yeah. it was, it was rough. But yeah. So we went to Boston. Jay and I in March, and Hillary got us an Airbnb for like the. We had like a five day in between where uh-huh, we needed somewhere to stay. Yeah. And uh, for those who don't know, Big Irish Jay, 6'8, <laughs> he's a big dude. He has one knee that's been replaced, another one that's not, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's got two things of, of merchandise 
big bags, his bag, and my big duffel bag for three weeks in Boston. And Keep we in mind, Jack Galvin is yeah. not a small man. And I'm not <laughs> a small guy. He's, tall. He's tall. I'm like, you're Americans. I'm 6'4", 250, and then 270. And then <laughs> <laughs> Boston added the food there. Um, we get there, and uh, there's about a 20 steps just to get up to the porch from the street, okay? And then we go in, and we are on the third floor. Oh, and it's like Boston, where like the the, the stairs are like a real incline, real and they're steep, real narrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, we made it to the top, and Jay looked at me and was like, I don't know if I can do that again. And I was like, oh, no. I don't know if I can carry all your shit again up the stairs, because <laughs> I had to carry everything. <laughs> yeah. And we get up there, and it, it's uh, shared accommodations, which we definitely left out of the fucking yeah. thing. And, oh, and we wow. bitched and complained. It was We had a room mm-hmm. with a queen bed and a trundle bed. Oh. Just pushed up like his feet were going to be hanging on my trundle bed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was not good. Uh, and then a uh, shared bathroom and everything. And uh, yeah, Hillary uh, complained and we got a hotel instead because I, I, if did Jay they, had to walk up there every day, I don't know if he would have Did they it. take care of you or did uh, the Airbnb? We lost some money. Oh, yeah. See, so what, what happened to me one time? Like, okay, I was, as a matter of fact, I was over where you guys are. I was in Arizona. I was in, um, uh, so uh, my, my Airbnb was in Tempe. So I got it, right? And I was like, and it was me, my brother, and uh, a friend, and then another comic. And we're all going to stay. And it, it was it was advertised as a house, a whole thing, because I usually just get a whole thing, you know? So I get there, and we open, the, we unlock the door, and the house is dirty. Like, legit dirty. Like, someone... Like it's dirty. Like the, the, there's dog hair on the on the couches, and like there's no one vacuumed, so there's like oh. cracker crumbs all over the place. And then like uh, the kitchen was just crazy. The backyard still had beer bottles uh, and from I don't know what they were doing, and it was just it, it looked. I, I mean, like I remember being in these houses doing drugs back in the day. Like that's what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a flop, I a flop house, dude. And I'm not bullshitting. There was a stripper pole like in the extra like living room part. And I was just like, oh, shit. And there was clothes around it, you know, like like someone who just was about to do laundry and yeah. they were going to fold, but they got called away. It looked like that. So oh, <laughs> those kind of clothes. I thought you were like, someone just stripped right there. I was going to say, it sounds like an audition no, happened. It, it, no, it was, it was laundry. It was like like someone was folding clothes and they just like, oh, I got to go because of it. So it looked like it looked like someone left in a rush. And then so uh, uh, and then all of a sudden the, the, uh, uh, this lady comes in. And again, it was a shared accommodations. She she had a room in the back, and so we're all supposed to. And it was just really awkward and weird. And and then I called Airbnb, and I was like, "Yo, this thing was not advertised that it was supposed to. I was supposed to have this whole place. It's not clean. We're not going to stay here. So we leave. We we bounce, and then I tell Airbnb that, and Airbnb is like, "Well, you guys, um, we have to call them mm-hmm. and give them a chance to clean it up." Yeah. And then you can go back and then stay there. And I'm like, but now we have to stay with this lady. Well, we already told yeah. her her place is gross. Yeah. So that's kind of awkward. Uh-huh. And so then all of a sudden we call back and they go, well, she doesn't want you staying there now. And I'm like, oh, shit. So now we're stuck. And I got four people. We don't have a place to stay. And now we got to get a hotel room. And I was pissed. And they were, I was like, yeah. well, can we get our money back? And they go, no. And I'm like, okay, this isn't happening. So I heard of comics doing the going on Twitter and then having a decent amount of followers and getting whatever they need to get back from like certain companies. Yeah. So I went online and I was like, don't go to Airbnb. I was like, save your money because they also have hidden charges. You can basically get a Hilton for the same price yeah. and this yeah. and that. And I started throwing that out there and then they got back to me 
And then, uh, so I went and got a, a hotel room in downtown Phoenix. It was a dope ass place called uh, the Re, I guess, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, 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 it was dope. And so they ended up paying for all our hotel rooms and then getting us another oh, spot, shit. though. Oh, and that's cool. I just put it on Twitter like, these guys suck. And they were like, can you please take it well, down now? I yeah, mean, once they tell you you can't stay in the place, they can't then keep your money, too. Yeah. I mean, just because her feelings were hurt mm-hmm. because she yeah, didn't yeah. keep her shit clean. I mean, that was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And, was and like the, the amount of lying tempi. that goes on, or the, it's not even lying, it's just stretching the truth of what these places look like. And yeah, we took pictures. Oh, we did, yeah. I, t- I took video of the whole I place just to make sure. Yeah. I was like, we live in the future. Like, I'm taking pictures. I'm sending yeah. this right now. What you got? It looked like my house. I was like, I don't want to sleep in my house. When I was there, they were like, we, we want to give them chance to clean it up mm-hmm. and i was like i'm not sure that's really a good thing they're like no no he really wants you to stay here i'm like of course he does he was the one watching me from the window yeah. as oh. i'm i laid down to have a nap i'm like oh, okay this is just that's not the creepy as hell and they weren't going to give me my money back until i said i was like oh i said if this is going to be a problem i says i'll need to talk to my roommate and they're like oh your roommate i'm like she's a lawyer she owns her own law firm like the woman I live with is, mm. she is a lawyer, and they're like, then they were like, oh, I guess we better, we better fix this shit. Well, it's also a condemned building, and they've sent the fire yeah, they, chief and oh, the yeah. police there. The ne- to I get close a call the down. next, I get a call the next day. Uh, I just after, I finally, I just googled hotels. I'm like, I'm out of here, mm. and I went to the Hollywood Guest Inn. They've taken care of me. It used to be owned by the Comedy Store, and I get there, and they give me all the numbers for the city, and they give me the numbers for the police and fire and everything. I called them. And and they went in and did an inspection, I guess. And they're like, oh, yeah, we've had problems with that place before. I'm like, good to know. So the police call the next day, and they're like, oh, are you still at that place? I'm like, no. They're like, good, because we're going and we're raiding it. They're so raiding it? They were raiding it. So those people that were in there, they, what people don't get either is if you're in there, you are technically a squatter, which is illegal. You can't be in there. So they arrested all those people. They yeah. would have lost. Cheers. I don't know if they fought with Airbnb, and I'm like, I am not using this again. Just do your research. Do you research Airbnb. Airbnb. Horses Airbnb? No, I don't. I yeah. did, and I can't even remember it. I've been trying to think of it this whole entire time. I'm oh, like, really? yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> just it. make one up. Matt is just content Who's gonna know? Like yeah. shit. You're like, oh, it's all right. It's good. Because you're in the military, though, so you're yeah, like, no, it's, you it's, it's normal. Yeah, yeah I mean, if do. there's not cinder blocks <laughs> and like shrapnel next to me, I'm fine. It's cool. <laughs> I don't even care. I'm like, Matt can doesn't you move fall asleep when I was done playing video games at five o'clock in the morning. You don't need a bed at that point. That's so funny because one time I was in, because Matt's always like, hit me up when you're in town. Hit me when you're in town. So I hit him up in town, and he's like, just got off the road, man. I kind of just want to play video games and not do anything. I was like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> You're tired. This is man. He goes, I just bought Red Dead Redemption 2. I kind of just want to I kind of just want to get on this horse. It's not going to play itself. It's not going to play itself. All I know is those games got to be pretty amazing if you guys will say no to sex to a video game. I'm like, what's in these games? Yeah. Well, I, didn't, I don't speak for all I didn't say okay. no. I said no to sex with Carlos. I don't play video games. It depends on the game and it yeah. depends on the chick. There's and a lot of ones I won't everything. say no to. Sometimes you can do both, which is cool. Yeah, you know? yeah. oh, <laughs> up, up, down, down, side, 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 B. Background right. noise, background music. <laughs> oh, shit. No, so man. we'll be putting those photos up on our uh, Facebook page, the Crack House Comedy, comedy page. Yeah. So if oh, you guys can send God, those to us, send oh, those. put those on there. The, uh, the horse we don't even have that page set up yet, but I'm just going to pretend <laughs> like that's going to happen sometime. Yeah, It was so sure. crazy, though, because like, they were like, go back. If, like, if they clean up, you can go back. And I'm like, that's going to be really awkward. That's going to because she's there, and it's like it's it's like when you ever spend that, when you're a kid, you ever spend that down to your friend's house, and the yeah. parents argue, oh. and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, uh, and, you're, and your friend's like, it's all right, it's okay, like it's, it's normal, not. <laughs> it's like, normal to him. He's like, 
Yeah. They're really getting along tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's the worst. I remember waking up at a friend's house and like they all start cleaning. They're like, you can hear them like all like really cleaning the house. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just going to sleep until they're done. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. if I'm, I'm going to awake the whole time, I'm not waking up because <laughs> I bullshit if I'm helping clean. This yeah. is not my house. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? How about when you're a kid spending night horror stories or even like clean? Like oh, I have one. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Dude, okay, oh, this is the worst. I'm ever. in it. I, I'm 14, not even that young. 14 uh-huh. years old. My friend from when I was like first five years of my life in Ohio, best friends. I moved to Arizona. I, we keep, kind of keep in touch because our, our parents are friends, but we don't, we don't really, we're not really that close. But he didn't have a lot of friends. So his parents are like, we're going to Washington, D.C. Uh, you can bring someone. Who do you want to bring? He says me yeah. for some reason. So I fly out there in 14. First night at his house. I wake up to I just shit myself. Oh no! Like bad. What? Diarrhea. Oh, bad in bed with him in the bed. With him in the bed. You shit. Notice the that. Bed. Notice that I don't have anything on the bed. It's just it must have just. I didn't happened. have anything on. You're like I woke up. I don't know why. No, I was no, naked. Naked. no, no, no. no, no, no. My clothes were covered in it on the inside. Uh-huh. So I like get up. I go take a shower. Uh-huh. I clean all my clothes in the shower. Like wring it out. Oh. And, like kind of do a load of laundry and then yeah. do it again. And then it's like this is great. It's over. Uh-huh. Next night I do it again. Uh-huh. Two nights in a row. <laughs> this time it's what everywhere. Were you, what were you eating? Uh, I, had, just sick, I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. I have no idea. I mean, and that was, and it's like one of those things where you like, I'm being totally sneaky. No one is gonna know that I did this. Yeah, and they definitely knew that I shit in the, the bed, bed twice, twice for sure. Like I've heard of oh, sleeping. I went. I oh, no, came, you would I came, know. I came like, out of the bathroom yeah. both times with soaking wet clothes. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I just rung out in the bed. They, they <laughs> all. Have dinners now, and they go. Remember when you were out your friend to watch DC, and he shit the bed? Babe, twice. L- listen, listen. Twice. Not only once, twice. Shit the How oh you God. shit the bed twice? Yeah, so like, you, the relief that I felt after the first one, thinking I got. Is that your this. thing now? <laughs> I've heard How many times have it happened after that's that? It? That's okay. that's I've heard that's of sleep walking. I've never heard of sleep shitting. It was. So. It was. It was. You're the first. The you worst. Can... You ever seen train spotting ever? They do it. In oh hell! Oh yeah. So they probably got that from you. That's crazy. Maybe. Yeah, did he write trains for <laughs> your, your best friend? <laughs> did you? Do you have any crazy uh, spend the night with your kid or, or anything? You know, you it's, not, it's not even crazy where I was allowed. To, I didn't have a parent. I didn't have a parent. Sorry. Yeah. I was allowed to spend the night <laughs> all the time. I was always good. You know, like, I was actually spending. People night. always came to my house to spend the night, uh, and it, this is a horrible story. But my my mom was single. She was a Tupperware lady, and she uh, liked to mingle, and uh, uh-huh. she was a screamer. And people <gasps> oh, really no. liked to come over to my house, oh, and I'm like, this is the most embarrassing shit. I should sell tickets to this shit, but oh, it was man. she was so loud, and I shared in an adjoining wall. Uh-huh. And it was like the worst experience for me ever. But oh, that's crazy. My <laughs> house was a cool house because we had no rules. <laughs> this explains so much. I'd already you. stolen it the does, neighbor's cable. Like I always had, so I had all the great channels because mm-hmm. my neighbor did. Um, yeah. yeah. So everybody always always used to come to my house to spend the night. See, I think I think there's always we all had that one friend who had the hot mom that like we didn't like the, the kids, but we're like. Like, why do you have to say you like the kid? Because you were just referring well, to me. Either. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Just go shit your bed, Jack. Why don't you go shit in another bed? Well, it's we all had a bad room. Either the hot, the hot mom or the pool. 
you were always friends with the kid that had the pool. I had, yeah. a, pool. I had a pool. Yeah. I had this, one friend. Had this you didn't like that kid, but you wanted the pool. The kid made the rules. The kid that had the pool made the rules. Oh, yeah. You know, and then the rest of the joke went like, you know what I hate when kids, like, he's like, yeah, I got a pool at my house, and you go to his house, and it's a dough boy. It's the one that's above ground. That's a fucking giant tub, goddammit. I was like, that's not a, I want a dying board. It's got to be in ground. Yeah. In ground, like, what kind of pool? Yeah, yeah. You definitely had friends that you slept at. That had different things. Like we had the one friend who had the amazing snack pantry, yeah, and had a soda that fridge oh, yeah. that you could just raid. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, and then the friend that mom was, uh, t- you know, hot and yeah. crazy, and would let you guys do whatever you wanted. And you know, and she would come out in nineties, and you'd be like, oh, hey, I never had so one so hot see, mom. You guys, no hot moms you guys get the hot mom. Oh, I had some friends with some hot moms for sure. You guys get the hot mom, and then we got the creepy, the creepy old man. New Mexico, Albuquerque. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But yeah, there was no hot moms. Uh, I, I never, I didn't, I never had I any hot moms or hot Scottsdale. teachers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I was in Albuquerque, <laughs> so uh, most of my young life, Albuquerque was not the, the, the place to <laughs> find the hot moms, <laughs> the hot, moms. <laughs> hot teachers. Nothing. You just had like, to find a screamer. Wise, just a screamer. <laughs> that's yeah. all you had to find. But you didn't have to look at. You could just hear it, and it was you know you vision what you wanted to. I had a friend. Is uh, he would always steal pot from his dad. I had that friend where it was like that. We would just get high and, and then just kick it. And I would. Uh, I'm a laugher. When I used to get high, I used to laugh like. For, I used to laugh so much that they used to tell me, hey, "You got to calm down. You have to shut up because we're gonna get caught." Yeah. Like I was that guy. What about you? So did you have any horror stories when you were a kid? At the, uh, no, I remember. Uh, I stayed at a friend's house one night, and they went out. The parents went out, and we found the liquor cabinet. Oh, like, yeah. oh, this is amazing. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. We're just going to go with any of the liquor that's clear because then we can fill it with water. Yeah, you can fill it back up. But put it back in the freezer. Like, the parents figured out right away, like, the bottle expands and cracks. And you're like, oh, shit. So yeah. I just remember waking up the next day and massive headache and hangover. And mom would, on purpose, come in and start vacuuming and cleaning. And be like, mm-hmm. oh, we hear you guys had a great night last night. And we're like, oh, please shut it off. Please shut uh, it off. This like, is a real learned Canadian our lesson. horror story. Yeah. <laughs> Passive aggressive. Same story as Jack's. Drunk. He's like, I'm just gonna keep sleeping while they clean. I hate them when they fucking clean. I remember drinking, man. I don't drink anymore, but I remember being real proud that I could drink uh, Bacardi 151, and I was just like, you know, with, and I, like my whole thing was like, I could drink without making a face, <laughs> you know. And uh, but now it's like I can't. I, I just the think stuff that d- we used to think were, was cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> now I'm like, I don't even. I can't even like. It, it just just the thought of it makes me like, you know, it just has that. Oh yeah. That Bacardi 151 is just it's gasoline. Cause you could light it on. I remember when I found yeah. out you could light it on fire. I was like, "What?" And then you stopped drinking it. Yeah, as soon as that happened, I was like, "Done, son." I'm, I'm I can good. never drink without making a face. It was awful. Even uh, beer, I'd be like, Ew. <laughs> "Even <a> bitch. beer." <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I Boone's I, uh, Farm. What happened? Your Boone's Farm. Shit, yeah, man. I used to uh, drink. Uh, um, is Mad Dog still around? Twenty twenty. Yeah, Mad Dog twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. That was that was the best, man. That was the best. That was cheap. It was like it was like three dollars a bottle. And uh, and you, you know, oh, no, wow. did you? Oh, your can. No, I'm like, oh, I'm like, what's? I'm like, I'm intrigued by this. I'm like, what's mad? Strawberry banana, and it was oh, like, dude, yeah. this this shit would put you down. Like it would, it was like, ah. yeah, like you wake up the next morning, your so liver sitting next to me, and you so asshole. Good. Well, because it goes down so smooth, I would assume tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just added two podcasts right now. I, thanks, Carlos, for bringing in. No, we, I think that was great. It was great. I mean, I'm getting the word from the Queen Bee that we do have to tape something after this. So, oh yeah. But thank you, Carlos, for coming up. That was, that was fun at the end of that. I liked the little stories. That was a good time. Oh, yeah, right and thank you, Susan, for uh, explaining to comics in Canada on maybe... Because, you know, you may just not know the process. So I'm glad that you got to, like, 
talk talk about what the process is because I would love to see more Canadians yeah, down like in America. Open up a conversation. I'd love to see more of them down here for sure. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Thanks Thank for you. having me. And to all our crackhead listeners, thank you for being here. We are uh, leaving the San Diego Comedy Festival. Uh, it, this has been an amazing festival, by the way. I, we didn't really talk about the festival, which we probably should have. But uh, it, it, we'll do a recap one, maybe. We will, and because we're going to go over, and there's still a ton of events going on. We're so we're kind of halfway through. Um, but thanks again for listening. We'll get back to you. <laughs> Jeez, Louise finished I'm, I'm done. Well, I was, you, it looked like you were going to say something. No, we always have an end cap. We don't need to do anything. They're going to edit this shit out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>